Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Weekly DLC. I'm one of your hosts, Karosh, joined always by my co-host, Daniel Vargas. Whoa. And Daniel Jang. Get into Robot Shinji. If you're not familiar with what we do, we come to you each and every week, podcasting services of your choice. Uh, we talk about gaming stuff, movie stuff, comic stuff, everything in between. Um, we have fun. We sit around the table. We each come up with a topic. Try to have fun. This is episode 131 of this. Uh, we've been doing this for quite a while now. Um, if you have any thoughts on it or if you have any positive feelings on it or negative, you know, want to review it. If you need pointers, you go back to 101, but this is 131. Exactly. With the special guest. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what we do. So thank you for joining us for another episode. If this is your first one, welcome aboard. We're going to, do you guys want to go into the chat first? Uh, I'd rather do the topics, if I that's good with you. Yeah. All right. No, no, let's do, right. let's do the topics. <laughs> <clears throat> oh shit he's in topic mode get in the robot <laughs> um, um, yeah go for it so i'm gonna start um so it, it's been a crazy week but uh one of the things that happened just after we finished the uh the last episode uh is ninja announced that he's moving to mixture exclusively and he's not streaming anywhere else other than mixture um my question is do you think one person can carry a platform Jang, can you carry Twitch? Have, can you carry Twitch? <laughs> I have a you yes. just you just moved into the city. I have a yes and no answer. Let me let me go, come back to me. I, I need to. I will come do back. a little bit more. Boomerang. <laughs> um, car- carry a platform. I don't think so. I think they can make a big impact mm-hmm. on that platform, but sustainably, I don't think they can carry it. I think they can. For time, but like Twitch was big before Ninja. Twitch is still big. Um, I I'm forecasting that it'll probably remain big. How if it'll be as big as it was? Who knows? But like the momentum has gone, and it's like I kind of like the way I thought of it was this: streamers, like the top streamers and the smaller streamers, and everyone in between, are like a WWE roster to me. Mm-hmm. Like I was equating it to wrestling, like many other things in my life, and. Mm-hmm. Even when like my favorite wrestler leaves and they're like at the top of their game and it's the sh- most shocking moment, it's like CM Punk left or, you know, The Rock is gone or whatever. Everyone's like, "This is it. This is over." And it's like, "Well, they'll just. I mean, there's going to be a lull and then it comes back and they, you know, foster new talent and yeah. hopefully, I mean, hopefully, if they want to promote a healthy environment of like new talent, and it's like any company. Like you lose the talent, you get the talent. So that's my yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go. Um, <clears throat> I agree with you. I don't think one person can carry a platform. Um, I and I had doubts. Like when it was first announced, I was like, "I." He's obviously the biggest person to have done this, but I've seen it happen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Mixer was brand brand new, they they brought over uh, people from YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, and it completely messed up their careers. Like they didn't. It didn't. It wasn't sustainable. Uh, sustainable for them. The, the people that like they had a huge following on YouTube, like no one followed them. You know, like no one followed these people. Um, I, I didn't think that was the case with Ninja. I knew there was gonna be a ton of people following. They did a great thing where they uh, allowed, or they're, I don't know if they're still allowing it, but they allowed um, subscribers the very first time to to subscribe for free to Ninja. Oh, okay. So he's able to. He was able to build up uh, one million subscribers so far. I'm, I'm sure it's higher than that now. Last I checked, he just announced, like, yeah. oh, we've reached one million. Oh, okay. Thank you, guys. Um, 
And then I was like, he's, it's not going to work. Like, uh, you know, his first streaming day, he peaked over 70,000 people, which is a huge number. Like, this is not, you know, a number to just, like, squawk at or whatever. But um, he, I think it's it's been it's been getting lower and lower. But I think he's doing the right thing. He's making this a community thing. So not only is he um, streaming and, 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 and helping this platform... Every time, every day he ends, he will randomly um, raid someone, and it doesn't. They don't. They're and streaming raid that trend, like for those that don't know what that means. Uh, when you raid someone, it, it your whole following at the time of when you end your stream, like everyone watching at that moment gets put onto this next person's stream, like okay. you, whoever you, you, you send them, yeah, okay. whoever you select. Um, and he's he's helped huge. He's well. I would, not huge streamers, but people that are, you know, have, are, are, I would consider big on Mixer get even bigger. Because yeah, it's a it common allows, thing in yeah. streaming. As I know, I've, it's happened on Jang's. You had people mm-hmm. raid you. You've raided people. It's like a, kind of like a, f- mm-hmm. a feedback mm-hmm. of like giving back. And stuff. Okay. Um, he's also, I think his, I saw, because I follow him and his wife on Twitter. Okay. Um, his wife said like, you know, this was never about us trying to like bring in a ton of people. He's like, if, if we start capping at 3000 people watching us that is perfectly fine he's like we we never thought like you know we're gonna bring everyone we possibly can over this was never a thing about having the highest numbers he's like we we've said it from the beginning it's it's us wanting to start over um and and not be as you know like i guess as big as they were before um and i mean if that's the goal like you know to start small again and build up again i I think this is a great route for them and it'll work out I have an example. Mm-hmm. I don't think that one person can carry okay. a platform, um, but they can help grow a platform. Like a long time ago, before MySpace was big, I remember there's a personality named Tila Tequila, and she kind of like brought, she made my, MySpace mainstream, in my opinion. So I was looking at the top 10. Mixer is not in the top 10 apps. It used to be number one. Um, the, the, when uh, when he announced when it? When he announced it. Mm. Yeah, um, one man cannot do it. And the problem is, like, his numbers were dying. Mm-hmm. So, like, he wasn't, like, bringing in numbers. And he was co-streaming with Bugga, the guy who won the Fortnite World Cup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That guy had more viewers than Ninja. Mm-hmm. He was at, like, 80K or something like that. So, it's exciting that this happened because I feel like Twitch should be scared. Like, I feel like Twitch is too comfortable, and, like, the people from H3H3, the reason why they left Twitch is because... Oh, they did? They, they went back to YouTube streaming. Really? Um, because the way Twitch treated them, and it was like, they wanted them to stream more, but they were like, we're a podcast, we only stream once a week, yeah. we can't stream more, and, like, they're pushing for, like, the, like, these numbers. They probably did that to Ninja. They were explaining, like, they probably asked Ninja to stream more, or do this, or do that, and it's just like, he's like... He was giving suggestions to the Twitch guy. Why don't you guys do like YouTube, like make videos and do anything? I was like, oh, we haven't thought of that. It's like, dude, like you guys, like in his head, he's like, these guys are way too comfortable, and they think, oh, we're the top streaming app. No one's gonna touch us, so we're just gonna do keep on doing what we do. But he was saying like this mixer shakeup. He hopes that more like it scares them. Yeah, I mean, it scares them, and also he hopes more paid contracts are given out to big streamers to move to different platforms. The competition is good. So, I'm excited about this whole ninja thing. <laughs> I was shocked. I was, what? Like, At first, I thought it was a joke because of the. It was a like a, a video, not. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a just a random. Like, yeah. 
at some company doing an interview. It was like a preset video. I was like, huh. I'm used to like seeing basketball players getting like those contracts or like, oh, he's been traded. Oh, my God. Like, that's where I, I see that. Sort I of think stuff. he's a huge sport fan, right? So okay. I think that's probably where that video came from. Sure. It might even have been his idea. Sure. And they just helped him film it. Um, yeah, I mean, I could see this. I'm curious what the intent is versus what and then comparing it to what does happen. But I agree with you, Jenk, that I think it, it, it is in and of itself. It won't be the the difference maker of like caring but what the ideas it presents and the competition it presents are both valuable things to just everyone involved in. just to like go back mixer is owned by microsoft mm-hmm. so i think they're trying to make ninja promote microsoft products oh, yeah. like halo and gears well he said his roots up. are in like halo right it's in halo yeah he's his name is his name's ninja because he used to assassinate people a lot Kill him from from the back in Halo. In Halo oh, competition, but now he doesn't make a very good ninja. <laughs> I mean, doesn't he have the push? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had experience streaming. So when I yeah, restream, ask you about your. I did Twitch, YouTube gaming, and Mixer. I think two people have only stopped by on Mixer. My whole, I've during my whole restream, <laughs> my whole restream career, only two. I would always have it on, and no, dude, that thing was dead, dude. But I don't know where, what it where, looks like where now. are your thoughts right now as a not a top streamer, but like on the smaller streamers. Well, like, how uh, do you feel this on on as like a contributor to that platform and where where the area is to be? You've done YouTube, you've done Restream, you've, you're now like only on Twitch. Does this shake anything up for you, or are you just kind of keeping your eyes peeled? I just hope Twitch is like okay, we got to fucking change things, or we got to do something different. And that's the problem with Mixer right now. It's not that much different, except for I think there's like experience points. You get badges or something like there's, that. They have also. I was reading up on it. There's a lot more interactive community features. Like mm-hmm. the, you can add buttons. Like people can play. Like throw a beach volleyball in the oh, middle of your cool. stream. One of the you could have people be like, which one will he go for? And everyone's voting, and it's like oh, I cool. didn't go for the right door. One wow. of the biggest things too is uh, it allows chat to be active when even when he's not playing, so everyone can stay there. It can be community essentially. On I think his Twitch channel. is like that. Is it? Yeah. Oh, then never mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I wanted to propose another idea. Right. Um, just a thought. This is speculation. What if it's self-sabotage? What if, like, he knows eventually, like, he's going to die out. Okay. And instead of, like, just letting it die out and he's like, all right, guys, I'm, you know, I'm ending. I'm not streaming anymore. He, I'm sure he's made enough money to live well for a long oh. time. Um so what if instead of just doing that route, letting letting his channel die out, he decided to go a quicker route and just... So you're basically saying he's Rick Dalton doing spaghetti, spaghetti westerns. <laughs> Essentially. But do you think that's a possibility? I definitely think a part of that... Like, I agree with some of it. I think, like, he got, like, a contract. Like, he was able to negotiate a contract. And it, in order for him to take that, I think it had to have met a certain number of criteria that has him happy with whatever he needs personally right. or with his family or whatever outside of just the wor- the working of itself of the passion mm-hmm. i think where my in my head i'm like i'm just trying to imagine what that is even like mm-hmm. in my head i'm like okay if i'm getting stagnant on this other one and i'm just like i don't know what else to do creatively why not mix it up why not like mixer <laughs> um that's the new tagline mix it up <laughs> why not mix it up mixer um it's challenging yourself. It's mm-hmm. challenging 
what a streamer as a you know platform to go and like I think it's like mold breaking mm-hmm. uh, to touch on so what you were talking about last week of like what is ex- what everyone is used to knowing of like okay everyone just streams here and that's that's the top dog it's like no if anyone's gonna try it I'm gonna try it and if I lose uh, people I lose people I'll go back to my uh, it's a win win for him because it, it could get more personal he get more in touch with his fans if he's able to build a community again he's then shown that there's competition. He's then pre- presenting new ideas, and it's like a new Western yeah. front of like what else could happen. Like, could a could a third could Epic come up with a, a platform of some kind? Like, I'm thinking of other top guys that yeah. could do some. I think it could only help him Endgame because, yeah. like, let's say it doesn't work out, five year contract, he comes back to Twitch. He'll be big. That, that, think, the yeah. comeback would like be like huge. Like, yeah, he's like Doctor Strange. <laughs> we'll check this. Yeah. And also, I could, I mean, this is very speculative, but I mean, you've said about like YouTube streaming being tough, and there's some videos you were sharing recently of like why. I wonder, and this is a big wonder, um, maybe down the road with Stadia launching very soon, if maybe next year they build on that and like create a more structured format for streaming, because that's supposed to go like, hey, I'm just going to play and it's streaming or this or that, and it's for content creators. That could be like them raising the bar and like trying to get up to like Mixer and, mm-hmm. and Twitch and whatever else is out there. The only problem is like Ninja moving, it still only helps big time streamers. It, do, it I feel like it right. doesn't help the small time streamers at all. Like smaller mid, on mid, on Twitch, like on getting getting every, of, everywhere. It like, doesn't help it. Everyone's just I mean, like, people on Reddit are like, oh, should I move to Mixer now? Now that Ninja is like, that's such a bad idea. Like, don't. I don't think there's a bad idea. I mean, I think your your options at this point are either Twitch or Mixer. Like, but you got to focus on one. I mean, you can you in the like, beginning you can do both. You can but what do the I, I think stream. maybe where you're getting at is like, okay, you're smaller, but you've been verified mm-hmm. or um, what's is that uh, is partner? Part, no, um, yeah, partner. Where you're like exclusive. No, what's the one before that? Uh, affiliate. Affiliate. Isn't that also you have to be exclusive? Yeah. Yeah. So affiliate would be the first step. I think that's you where you decide anything if you want yeah. yeah and then just go from there and I, I don't think it'll have as significant an impact now because it's like he's made this big jump maybe like if you time things well and find an opportunity of like oh a bunch of destiny streamers are going mm-hmm. to something mm-hmm. then that might be a move because it's like okay what do i do do i read the room and say does that now open up more space on the on this streaming platform for me to rise up or does the algorithm fuck me over and I don't get yeah. it either way? And would it be better? Like, I think it's a circumstantial. I'm, a, I'm also kind of curious what their terms of services for sure. Mixer. Like, I'm pretty sure it's more chill than Twitch, but I don't know how chill. I'm sure he gets like, his camera and hides all the nudity, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but definitely interesting. Definitely uh, exciting. Yeah. And then, yeah, to answer that, that thought that I had, um, I also, I don't think it is self-sabotage. Um, and I also think it's, I think of it as more of a vacation for him because he had so many people watching him. Like he, he had like so much social pressure to continue streaming. And he was at the time that this move happened, he wasn't streaming very often because he was going to the Fortnite thing mm-hmm. where he would stream one day out of like the week because that's the one day he had uh, at the location. But was that a Twitch Fortnite thing or was that just a Fortnite? That was just a Fortnite thing. So I wonder like. Because this is a partnership with Twitch and, and Mixer that mm-hmm. we're talking about. We don't know what his partnerships are with games he's playing. Right, right. Yeah, and that yeah. could play a factor into things, too. Yeah. Like, will Fortnite... I mean, they have more streamers on one side. Like, will they be able to be, like, par- giving special treatment to one platform versus that, another? That was or? a thing, too. Like, um, they like do all brand these, new like, games. There was a... Uh, 
another um, Realm Royale. They were paying streamers a lot to, yeah. to stream. But like you stuff. always see like special offer this game tying into Twitch. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah, I wonder what Mixer will then do. <clears> if probably anything. just yeah. Gears or Halo stuff. Oh. What but, uh, tripped me out is that announcement video. Did, video, do you see the small detail? I, I just noticed one small detail. detail. Adidas sweat sweater. This dude's sponsored by the Adidas, man. Really? That's that's like mind blowing. Like esports. He's not technically esport, but kind of is. But I, I mean, it's it's, it's like. like Oh, yeah. Did you, did you see the prize win winning for uh, for the Fortnite event? Yeah, three three mil. Is this is this is this esport, dude? This is sport. <laughs> he's not good. He's not good enough he's anymore. Sport, he's not good enough to compete in that level. But I was like, wow, this guy is sporting Adidas. He's sponsored. I was like, yes. I just want games to be legitimized, not just esports, just video games. And I still think there's a stigma, dude. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think when you like go to like some like just office environment and <clears throat> or just say something, they'd be like, "What?" Like they'd still scoff at it. Three million dollars. But like, I could do that. Like if you start seeing like instead of just the the LeBron or the the MJ basketballs or the the shorts or whatever, you start seeing like a ninja like tracksuit or sh- shoes or whatever. Yeah, I think that is a sm- is another step in that. It's it's like branding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I mean the, the this is the first thing I noticed recently that shocked me honestly shocked me. I was going through Target just browsing. I'm in the toy section. I saw I've seen Fortnite stuff there before, like the llamas and stuff. I'm like, okay, that at one point shocked me too. But I'm like, whatever, that's that's normal now. But then I saw, uh, um, Summit One G actually like pop wow. like a not a pop but like. It wasn't Funko. It was another company. But it's that and then I saw a Ninja one. Oh, and yeah, I saw I a Tim the Tatman one. And I was like, huh? <laughs> what? Did you start doing dance? I'm like, they got action figures. Like, that's big. Because, like, kids go through these aisles all the time. And I don't see that as big as... Um, so th- that's a collab with, like, that toy company. Sure. But, so like, already... just to see, like, in the line of merchandise, mm-hmm. I would say there's different levels of exposure. Big. But it is... A Target? I think it's big. It's right next to John Cena and Pokemon. I'm like... Yeah. I think that is... I would have... It is a step in that direction. If, if it was in GameStop, I wouldn't be surprised. But Target, that's yeah. kind of... Target was where I was... My of. biggest thing is, is, like, Ninja has his own merch. Like, not just merch. Like, you go online right. to store... He's got merch at Walmart, at Damn. Target. Yeah, he's got ninja <laughs> actual merch. Okay, another shock. And, like, but that's that is his doing. Right, right, right. That is not like no, he's this was built like that company. Third, this was like streamer exactly. figures. That's why I don't think of it as a big because it's a, it's like a toy company going like we want to make sales. You're a big person. Can we collab with you sure. and make a toy out of you? Sure. But with like ninja, but just he in made general, just like all just, of these individuals mm-hmm. from that yeah. environment, like. I'm kind of curious how big his team is and behind his company, his brand. Oh yeah, like, like his dude, social media guy, like his whoever. I don't think it's that big. I think after the Drake thing, like he hired. I think he's got people like legally. His legal team is probably big. I don't know about the other stuff. Maybe he's got like a tech guy. Maybe he's got a few other. Because I don't know. I think this was more of an event. His first stream, they had like his computers set up, and they're like, "Oh yeah, check this." Yeah, he's like. Yeah, we're, okay, we're good. Yeah, all right, go back. Go back to your, your station. Like go back four to your wires. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, and then audio levels, all that stuff. Oh, it's yeah, like we're yeah, sitting yeah. here with like a, <laughs> this is my stream setup. <laughs> it's crazy stuff. It's wild, dude. Like yeah. him doing that. I think another big thing, honestly, it's not uh, as much on the streaming side, but it, I mean, it's in the same world of content creators, the YouTube side, like guys like Xavier Woods. And many others, like, I mean, PewDiePie has been a big one, but, like, people like that, like, that are 
in a different field of work, but they're mm. integrating video games That's into cool. it. Yeah. Like recently, I, the the latest thing I saw was Xavier Woods and John Cena and The Rock and Becky Lynch are now new playable characters in Brawlhalla. Oh shit! <laughs> and I'm like. Because he's been doing this up, up, down, down thing for so long, he's getting mm-hmm. the gaming influence in the things. It's just like little, it's just these little seeds you're just sowing everywhere, like mm-hmm. all the clothes and all yeah. stuff. Next crazy. is Smash Brothers. <laughs> but real quick, I would I would argue that I, I feel like Ninja is next level compared to PewDiePie. Like PewDiePie may have even yeah. higher numbers, but... I feel like Ninja is a fucking businessman, dude. Like he has, <laughs> he has taken his name and made it like something. I'd else. have to sit on that one. I can't. Like I want to react immediately, but I'm like, I don't know because PewDiePie has been. A, well, yeah. Well, like one thing is like I don't on a, personally. I don't know him as well as you guys do in terms of like following. Like I only recently, like within the last year, found out about Casey Neistat. So yeah. I'm like behind mm. the curve on that. But like. PewDiePie, how long has he been around in the YouTube like business? Very long, I think. Like more than five years? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know how long has YouTube been out. Ten Dude, years? YouTube has been around for more, at least Damn, 10. who has a bigger sphere of influence? It's different. One has a bigger sphere of influence in money. I think one has sure. a bigger sphere in cu- culture. Count- sure. culture. And that, that's what I want to think about is like, okay, who's been around longer? <clears throat> who's what have they been doing? What what are their like subject matters? What do they do? I, I guess and, like, my thought is what Ninja has done with its following as opposed to what um, mm. PewDiePie... Because PewDiePie, he's... I, I would argue... I mean, I would say that PewDiePie does have the larger following, but he... Ninja has, has made it into like a... This a, could be another a merchandise topic. A thing. And <laughs> save it, save Ninja it. versus <laughs> PewDiePie, who has the bigger influence. I, I just don't think PewDiePie has, has um, taken action with his following. Like, he hasn't like told them, like, hey, I'm making this this whole new maybe content. not as directly but again like this could be another topic but like what what has like there's influence in more, more indirect ways yeah and that's why i'm i'm, I'm like hesitant to like not, immediately give a response to it. i just don't see it as active influence he's not thinking about it and doing it on purpose like it's more like Sorry. he just has the following people are like let's let's save him let's save his channel and now it's there's a huge rally to save his channel you know like kind of thing but we'll find out Hmm. On another episode of the <laughs> On the next episode of the week. I think T series has a bigger influence. Shots fired. <laughs> next topic? Yeah, let's move on. Moin. So um <clears throat> there was a recent leak with Street Fighter at Evo because of Steam, a different company. Uh oops. And there was also a Borderlands content creator and like there's a news article where he's saying like people came up to him, telling him to stop questioning him about the leaks and stop creating leaks. So we are content creators. Mm-hmm. My, I sure. wanted to know your opinion. Would you <clears throat> talk stop. about a leak? I can start. Uh, I would talk about a leak. I think we have. We haven't been the ones to break it. I guess maybe like that, like if, if we were to break a leak, would you? Like if you have the opportunity to be the first one to talk about this. Wait, did you ever answer already? For uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's what the, I guess my thought process was. Okay. That's what I was assuming. is like breaking. We're being one okay, of the first okay. few to, mm-hmm. to announce this. Um, I would. Like, because it wouldn't be... My, <laughs> my thought process wouldn't be like someone's about to fucking come down on me and like, you know, take legal action. Like that's not my thought process. My thought process is 
this is information that's been you know out and i'm gonna share it like it's just how it, how it is like it's the the fact that it got leaked out i'm already thinking it's gonna come out somewhere i might as well be the first one to take it out so yeah i'd, I'd try to be the very first one so you find out a leak what do you do next like you're like hey Kurosh, we got to record a podcast now like do we do i burn the newspaper so oh. no one knows what what how how would you want to like just on a podcast? Because if you if um, you just like write a tweet, you're not gonna get money. <laughs> Unless you're smart about it, dude. Trending, <laughs> Ninja. Dude. Gotta be trending. Bro. How does trending work <laughs> to <target>? money? <laughs> <laughs> Leaks. Yeah. How would how would you break? The only thing I could think of is through the podcast, and it had to be right away. Yeah, we'd have to talk about it now and then release it tomorrow for that release same it tonight. day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I would probably do Twitter. <laughs> That's all I've got, man. I'm like, I can't make a fucking YouTube video. I don't even have YouTube, man. They do. Everyone, <laughs> it's public. I've never made a video, man. So. Oh, okay. I'm I've made videos, but like, it's just I don't have a following. Like, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna make money off of that because I don't have enough followers. So then to why make are money. you doing it? Popularity, fame. But if you don't have followings, then. It, it'll build the popularity, okay? Okay. But at the moment of making that video, that video won't make money because I still wouldn't have it monetized. But then if I make that video and it gets big, then all the pro- following videos, I will make money off of. I see. Okay. <laughs> Jang, what do you think? <laughs> so I had other questions. Okay. Me. I mean, what if it. a guy came up to you, works for a company, behind closed doors, I'm going to tell you something, don't publish it. Oh, no, then I wouldn't publish it. Okay. What if a friend tells you and is like, I have a leak? You can't. You can't. If he tells me I can't, then I'm not going to publish it. All right. That's- <laughs> I would keep confidentiality. Yeah. I think for me, it, I don't, I wouldn't feel comfortable breaking a leak because my thought is less about the company and more about the, like, I'm taking, for instance, like Bungie. Or Pokemon or something. Bungie. I'd be like, okay, there's a team that worked on this, and they want us. They there's an element of surprise, and, and as far as they're concerned, there's there's an enthusiasm. I know I know the, those are like I'm using companies that I know more so than like I don't know how Dota people are or how the Dota company is person pers- like their social media team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I don't know how that would impact if it would even impact anything. But also I I feel like. I think there's also a scale to it, like, because you're comparing Bungie. Like, I, I would indirectly do stuff. I would be like, "Hey, I know, like in my head, hey, there's okay, there's a leak about like the next Pokemon game or something. We should do a topic about Pokemon. Not, I wouldn't maybe do it about that, but yeah, I think that's where I'm. I would go, kind of like beat around the bush. But, but I don't feel I don't know personally I would be like let let's compare two things so let's say you had uh, information on Bungie we now know like we we me and you we kind of follow them so we know that they've broken off of uh, uh, BattleNet and with Activision sure. so they're no longer a big name company they are what you would consider an indie company at this point sure. um, so out of that you would have respect for them so you'd be like I don't really want to publish this information that it can harm them but then let's let's uh, compare it to someone that people don't generally like let's compare it to a company like ea 
Like if you I, had information about that, would you see them as a company that you don't want to harm? Or that, not, at that again, point, I wouldn't becomes... look at the company. I would look at the people that work at the okay. company. And I think also the other thing that I would consider is what kind of leak is it? Is it, hey, someone's leaked this like letter from inside the company saying how poor work conditions are? Or how shitty they're treating their employees, or something that I think should be raised, like awareness should be raised. Because that is about the people. I think that I'm mean, because that's I feel like is wrong. Mm-hmm. And if if it's about the game, I'm less like I don't know. I don't see that. Like I guess there's an opportunity there, but it comes with a lot of um, baggage that could like based on what we're seeing and based on what I've seen. Other people like they get blacklisted, they get this, they get that, they get confronted the information investigated i'm like i don't want the rest of my shit investigated yeah like it's just if i had the energy maybe but i i, I don't do this full time so yeah. for me maybe not but what, what would you do same answer <laughs> i would leak it do the podcast maybe do the stream um, <laughs> confident if it's confidential then i won't friend i won't yeah pretty much the same but it's crazy to be like, like from what we were talking about with the Borderlands guy, mm-hmm. for instance. Again, this is just information that's been shared through news articles. But like, he was sharing information that was made available publicly. Like mm-hmm. anyone could have gotten the same. It wasn't like he had insider like right. data mined something or whatever. And he pieced things together from what you were saying, Vargas. Mm-hmm. And they were uh, suspicious of that. They're like, no, he th- we think he knows something. I think that is kind of nerve-wracking as a content creator because it's like we can speculate all we want and one of which, us might get it right. Which is crazy because Kotaku did s- the same thing with Death Stranding. They made a review out of speculation of... And <laughs> the, they're, they're, yeah, they're not getting... I mean, they're not doing anything. And yeah, it's like, okay, what? who am I? Who? What is the, 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 con- the information I'm doing? And... I feel like as long as like you have, to, it's something that like content creators I think going forward have to be conscious of and be careful of because even if you're not doing anything wrong, you could be perceived to be doing something wrong. And having your evidence, having your your whatever in a row is like def- protecting yourself because there are people like the video. One of our videos got taken down, and I'm like, we did. There was nothing in that video that yeah. And I'm like. People can t- like, and there, there's big cases with like H3H3 and other and Jim Sterling and other people that just get challenged. And it's like, hey, we have more money than you. We can go longer yeah. at this back and forth, even if we're wrong. We can. We have the research. It's like, man, that's that's the stuff that this makes me think about. And that put you into perspective when you saw like our video get a takedown. You're like, I, I'm scared. Like I can't do anything because if I fight it, there's a chance that they could, I don't know, push harder. Yeah. And they'll just be like, no, no, no. We double down on the fact that this is a this minutia thing. I'm the like, thing I is, am. like, we don't put in anything extra. This is our voices talking about topics. Like, yeah. I just, I, I feel like I know there isn't anything that can be copyrighted except that one time, <laughs> Ric Flair. But that's not the one <laughs> that this is referring to. Um, so that, that that's the thing. But it's true. Like at that point, it doesn't even matter. Like it becomes a, a, a matter of who has the most money, who can Who's continue on this, dog, this yeah. battle. Yeah, exactly. So even if they're completely 100% in the wrong, if they got more money to continue this fight, we're losing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that becomes a scary factor. Uh, the, the, the crazy thing to me, though, is I don't I haven't looked into it like crazy, but I don't believe anything crazy leaked out of this. Like there's nothing like it's just like early information. Like here's a, a, a you know, a certain character. Oh, they're going to have this kind of weapon. Oh, um, they're going to have like a foresty, um, you know, environment or whatever. Yeah. 
it's this type of information, which I don't think is harmful uh, in a sense, like for for the company. It's it's helping it out. It's like causing more talk about about leaks Borderlands. Happen, like, well, yeah, leaks happen to games all the time, mm. and I'm always like, but they're and sometimes they're conscious of it. They're like, we like because of the way their updates work. People are data mining things. Yeah. And so through that, they're sharing information like, hey, we've pieced together the X, Y, and Z. And mm-hmm. it's like, that is maybe where I would get like uncertain because I'm like, anyone can data mine something, but you need tools to do it and you need to know what you're doing. But at the same time, I'm like, players are about to find, I don't know, like part of me is like, I like being the, the player and I don't want to. It's like a spoiler. Like you don't want to do, you want to make yeah. a spoiler. Yeah. So, like, when it comes to that stuff, I just, I don't know, I think I'm one way. But when it comes to, like, behind the scenes, like, that's where I think it becomes grayer for me. But yeah. I just, it I don't know. It is interesting. I well, feel like they're going out of their way to stop something that I, I only feel can benefit them. Because it, it's just causing more talk. Like, maybe they're uh, they're thinking, like, eventually it'll be something important. They don't um, want to, I feel like it's, like, they want to control the conversation. That's, like, that's crazy, though. Because it's happened so many times. Sure, and it's sure. never been, like... I mean, it's, there's sometimes but, it's been an issue, but not a huge issue. And I feel like they're making this a big issue. I, yeah. And it could be this because this person, this one time, it has a bigger following than maybe the thousands yeah. of others that have like quietly done mm-hmm. the same thing mm-hmm. that might have happened. But I'm also thinking like, if I have a, have a thing and someone else is talking about it, and all of a sudden that someone else says all the things about my game, which I'm like, whatever, it's harmless. But then all of a sudden they start saying something like about Nazis or about something else. I'm like, oh shit! Now we're being associated with that. So people mm-hmm. are googling like Borderlands plot and this, yeah. and it's like, <laughs> fuck. That in that sense is where I would be like, as a PR person, like, fuck, like, like I can't control everything, but yeah. I need to like be careful where things are going because a PewDiePie, like, he got associated with yeah. something, and everyone was like, yeah. And then that affected a whole lot of other people. And it's like, I just don't feel like this this one specific thing is that extreme, and it, it just it, it confounds me as to no, why. No, no, yeah, it's not. I wouldn't say it's this one. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, as a general, like, why do they? Yeah, even these do, why do they happen. even do yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. What you were saying. It's mm. interesting. Yeah. I, the the so the Street Fighter one. I was tr- I was trying to understand more. That was just like, it was on Steam. I don't know what happened, but Steam cri- leaked it. Because Christmas and E3, you always see like. Walmart or Albertsons or Amazon yeah. or someone like, oh, they put up like eight new posters. What mm-hmm. is this? And some shit happens. Was it like that? Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. I think it was just a store page for that specific thing or whatever. Interesting. <laughs> I wonder how they, like, is there any reprimand? I mean, do you guys prefer the secret announcement at the event or do you guys, do, you don't care about the leak? I honestly don't really care. Like, either way, I'm like, it'll, it'll, it, it makes me aware that now I should watch out for this announcement. You know, like, I see a glimpse, like, oh wait, there's a, there's gonna be a Street Fighter ten. Oh shit, sure. like you know. I mean, if it makes it to be a surprise, I'm happy. But if it doesn't, and I learn about it ahead of time, about the release or an announcement or something, I don't mind. I think where I might mind is like a leak of like a a, a critical moment, like a essentially yeah, like a, a story, spoiler. yeah, like something like yeah, that's this, where I would like this. Well, they've already announced like this, all this crazy shit, and I'm like, like Final Fantasy seven, Arius dies. Mine's oh shit, mine's different. Oh, yeah? I prefer it if there's an audience reaction. I'd rather see it with an audience reaction. Like, Wah. So E3. If it was just like an E3 trailer, I don't mind. But okay. audience reaction, I, I want that yeah, energy. Yeah. Like, it's like when we saw the Mortal Kombat trailer at, at VGAs. That was so cool. 
when <laughs> I saw the Breath of the Wild DLC at the previous VGs. <laughs> that it was, was not cool. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I got it leaked to me. So that's why I was... No, I'm kidding. When I saw the Nintendo fanboy reaction, <laughs> as... <laughs> So you're you're in for the hype, yes. If, yeah. Okay. Well, I I'm I really am indifferent to a leak or not, um, unless like you're saying like it's a spoil like a story driven type thing where it's they announce it and they're like oh and there's this character that ends up like Ellie dies getting killed you're well, like, like what the fuck why I, would you say that I would also say like to Jeng's point like if we're like going to be three or to EA or whatever I'm not gonna look into anything the day before or whatever. I'm just going to be like, all right, I'm at the point now. Whatever I see there is what I'll see there. Um, I guess there could be something you could, like, you could take advantage of that if you know that. Because then you could be like, oh, I'm going to be the first to get the reaction of everyone. Like your Last of Us video, PSX. You didn't know that, but, like, you got the recording of that. And it's like, oh, man, if I could, I could do that again. It's like, oh. See, that's not, I wouldn't say that's a leak, but that is. Right, right. But, like, if you knew of early, the leak, you're, yeah. like, anticipating, like, I can prepare something to, like, Get everyone's reaction, and be, whereas everyone else is like, "Oh shit!" Oh, oh, and then fumbling and getting like a half-assed video. Yeah, but yeah, you were one of the first few videos that came up that had that specific trailer from E3, which obviously people had to wait until they uploaded it, which would have been like at the end of E3, and he just uploaded it right away. And no, I went home and uploaded. Uh, so how is it working at Naughty Dog? <laughs> Now that the confidentiality agreement's over, uh, Last of Us we're 3? like seventy percent done. Joel, <laughs> Joel, and uh, Ellie's baby. You heard it here. For- <laughs> what was the what was the guy's <laughs> phrase when we were at that event and he had a, a legit Naughty Dog shirt? He said they were on the book like sixty percent. No, no, right, right. But like when he said he was mentioning about his shirt, like oh, oh. saying it was legit. Oh, where'd you get your shirt? I was like, oh, I said, where'd you get your shirt? Oh, I worked there. Like, yeah, like I remember. That guy was too fucking. Indicate. Where you go. <laughs> Wear an exclusive, like, game shirt. People will mistake you. I work for Netherrealm. <laughs> MK4? M- no, MK12. Uh, I meant. I mean, I could still wear that same shirt and people would react the same way because it's not coming out this year. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, no. my yeah, topic? next topic. Uh, I, I know we've kind of talked about, like, the positives of games. I just want to kind of get personal for, like, if someone were to come up, I mean, not beating around the bush, there's been a lot of talk recently of like games are negatively influencing mm-hmm. society and games this and games that. And cause violence. Cause violence and cause shootings and can impact and all that stuff. And it's like, I've seen it do so much good. And I kind of wanted to ask what you guys think. Like if someone were to be like, why should I play video games? And if you were like, these are positives that might have come out of that share some of those i mean there, there's always like the the technical like oh it builds motor skills or yeah it we've talked like about those memory too. building like dexterity yeah. and this yeah, exactly. that's there but, but like, i think there's also one. there's also like community building you know like we've or i mean like me and jang we became i would say better friends because we we're constantly doing um game things together and we were even do like the street the the oc, OC street, street pass, pass. And monster you know? hunter you know? Yeah, like it was even through Monster Hunters where we like really, really met up. Like it was a, with Fries, we'd hang out at a Sonic's um, past their Pax. closing. <laughs> uh, you know, Pax, you Monster Hunter meetup shout outs. Um, but yeah, like we would we would hang out and you know it it it, it builds 
a community and and the big the, the biggest one the, re- the reason i brought up the oc community one is because or the oc street pass is that one built its own community like a, a huge one dude you come in and people would act like they knew you mm-hmm. like hey what's up and it's just a lot of different people that were there hey, daniels <laughs> <laughs> yeah like everyone kind of just knew us but um i i just thought it was really cool like this is insane like if i never came to this i would never you know have seen something like this like this yeah. community building that it does and I feel like the, the through here, the through line of that for me is like, okay, if I'm playing like, why should I play video games? I'm like, okay, well, there's communities everywhere else, like for other things. Why this? And it's like, this is another one. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't feel like any of those are the the environment or the people or the vibe or whatever, there's so many more that games have also added. Whether it be locally, like how you're saying, like person to person. Whether it be online, you could like make a clan with people that you've never met, but like you form bonds with those people and you're chatting, you're like, all right, let's do a raid or let's play like well so one of the friends I know, like he like he does uh he goes through Discord and he's in a guild and then he's wild and stuff and like hearing him say like, Oh, he's like helping people that he barely knows and he's like, Oh, I'll give him gold, I'll help him out with this. I'm like, that's cool. Like he wouldn't like he that's like that, that's exercising like feelings and and just like a general positive energy yeah. that you're exuding it's like otherwise what what would you do you play a game isolated by yourself and i mean there's there's benefits to that too but like i think that community aspect that's when you when it's there and you like it and you're able to utilize it and you you've seen like another point of that like well i mean it's the same thing community aspect but pokemon go like how huge that's gotten yeah. yeah like you've you hit up people on discord and even just, just like over walking here, by raid. yeah and just walking by and seeing like it's crazy when you see a parent and their kids and they're like, oh, you know, is this how... And I'm like, all right, I'll help you out. Or, oh, yeah, I'm here for that too. Ha ha. You know, the sharing in their troubles or, or helping <laughs> out. Like, yeah, I agree. That's true. So it's just like random, like, hey, you might be like, an el- like have like grandchildren and like all these other experiences. And I might be like just, in, you know, doing podcasts and goofing around. But like, we share this in common. It's so weird. There's games that promote activities and that's Pokemon Go. Like you're saying, like it's causing people that are generally older and may not go out just because you know like there's not much to do for them at that age they're walking around catching pokemon over here like you know 30 like, phones on a bike <laughs> they they're helping like the, the phone web. community <laughs> the, the the phone companies yeah. do you have any mine's is kind of different it's yeah. more towards streaming the reason why i got into streaming and one of the reasons why one of the goals of in the uh, for this podcast is to bring entertainment and laughter into the world so i try to be funny and entertaining and try to bring you know a little bit more happiness into this bleak dark black mirror there's a lot of uh yeah dark events that happen so that's i mean and that's also the same thing with streamers you know why a lot of people watch other streamers like i'll watch like cd in the third and like man this guy's entertaining man how do i get on your level senpai so do you ever, as a streamer, do you ever feel like it's also, as much as it is for others that you're trying to do the entertainment for, do you feel like it's putting you, you're like, I'm, by putting by putting myself in this position and being in this, like, role of entertainer, I'm entertaining, like, I'm giving myself good, better vibes. Like, it's therapeutic in any way? I think so. Yeah. It's because, like, yeah, I think so. Okay. It's it's. Even with the trolls, it's funny. Yeah. Like, it's still funny. I mean, until someone gets swatted. Like. Like, do you ever, Sock, like, come in, hunt. like, you're like, yeah, I had a shitty day, or, like, things are, like, are in, in the culture might be a certain way, and it's stressing you out, and it's, like, streaming 
elevates you every day dude yeah. when i'm at work dude that's like the thing i look forward to i'm like okay. fuck i can't wait to get out of here and yeah even though i'm tired <laughs> i can't i can't wait <laughs> um yeah i think I mean, the, both of those i think another one is just like imagining just like I mean, I reading a book. You get transported to another place. You you play tabletop games. That's another that's another way of doing that. But like video games, I'm always like, man, if I could live in the Pokemon world, or if I could be a Destiny guardian, or whatever. It's like another exercise of just like es- escapism. Escapism, but at the same time, just like yeah, like just my problems stop here. I can just like enjoy. I can relax. I can. It's like a meditation or a therapeutic in a, in, a, in many more than one way. Like whether it's with others or by yourself. A lot of times I just want to decompress, just like sit there and play Mario or Tetris even. Just like I'm good at like I might struggle with like a challenge at work one day and I'd be like come home. I'm like I'm good at this game. And the feeling of like being successful at something or proficient in something is a very gratifying feeling, I think, in what whether it be in a work or whether it be at home for fun for a fictional world that like makes that doesn't have any real impact, like that feeling of like. I, I, I'm good at this and I'm a pro and I can yeah. guide others maybe even mm-hmm. like in Pokemon Go I'm like I know what I'm doing I'm proficient and like that I don't know there's like endorphins that go off I think when you have that confidence in something whatever yeah. it may be whether it's like a hobby or like podcasting or gaming yeah. I think games are an outlet of that it's like oh high score and yeah <laughs> I think yeah the, like just like watching TV is an outlet reading a book is an outlet yeah video games is just another method of of getting seeing uh, imagination at work and then also building imagination like it's just funny like i think of like there's that, that spongebob episode where um all he has is like a, a shipping box and he sits oh. inside of it and like Squidward starts <laughs> hearing like yeah he just he starts hearing like car noises he's like what the and he opens it up and he's just like he's just in the box and he's like what the and it's his imagination and it's just it's like he has all of this and i feel like games it's given me a, a a better um outlook on imagination like it's allowed me to like see more of the world or like imagine more yeah. that I, I don't feel like i could have before you know um so yeah i mean i have another one actually um i know not all gamers are just all people like when you play i know i understand more with board games than i do with video games but even with video games well people will either will tend to lean towards cooperative versus competitive like get like pvp versus co-op and i like a healthy mix of both i feel like pvp is very is a very healthy way to exercise competition like whether it be sports or whether it be video games like there's a lot of my friends right now that um just going to the arcade and be like hey you kicked my ass like eight times last week at marvel vs. capcom 2 i want to fucking go again and it's like having that outlet to like yeah playfully but like in a, in a healthy way just like exercise that i feel like it's so it's very gratifying even when i get my i like i maybe i'm unique in that like even when i get my ass kicked i'm like all right it's like that the dragon ball z mentality is like i'm challenged like there's always a top higher dog yeah it's like, you gotta try but like it's just fun any which way i'm like oh okay i'm the big guy and they're trying to beat me i'm like all right let's see what i'll taunt them and like egg them on and try to be like let me see if they can they can rise up, and then when they do beat me, they have such a like, yeah. like fuck yeah. Or when I do, when I beat them, it's like it's such a fun feeling. It's like when you're around others that have that mindset, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what like these evos and these tournaments are. It's like people that no matter like, oh, I mean, more often than not, like you see 
uh, Sonic Fox and um, who's the other Goichi? guy? Goichi. Goichi. And like they're they're just going to town in the fights, and Sonic Fox is like teabagging, taunting him, and and all this, and that's another thing. But like he's taunting him and doing all this stuff. And then when they and when uh, uh, Goichi wins, and it, it, he's the grand champion of this all. He breaks down. They literally just like are hugging, and he's like yeah. raising his hand. It's like that. It's like camaraderie, but at the same yeah. time, like the energy. He's like, like, you deserve it. Like you won. Like this yeah. is it. Um, but yeah, they they had a friendly competition. They they'd mess around and have like little promo videos of <laughs> yeah. of uh, you know like you're going down, yeah. and then <laughs> Old Man Walsh. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're having fun with it. Yeah, like, exactly, I, exactly. I love that. It's like just. Yeah, it's great. I think all that yeah. is just like. Have, have you guys seen the memes for these things? No. For like the, um, not not for the Goichi thing, but like the, um, like the gun violence in general. Mm. The, they'll show like a there's a, oh, uh, there's that one where the, the lady's cat? all mad. Yeah, she's oh, like yeah. violence in, in video games, and the cat's like, I'm just sitting here cleaning my my Animal Crossing town. You know, like not doing the anything. The two that I saw that was that was like. <laughs> I'm resetting my save because I made someone sad in my game. <laughs> and then the other one was uh, Yakuza. And it's one of the, like, the disco dancing scenes. Oh. It's like video games cause violence. And it's just like. <laughs> Yakuza's out there, man. Yeah, <laughs> that freaking game. Yeah. Reggie, I mean, he chimed in. All yeah, stuff, dude. Yeah. The thing is, like, let's say video games, you know, something happened to them. They're going to find violent movies. Like, they're always going to find to, something. Just pick one thing out. It's like. What? Yeah, like it's just never gonna end. They're gonna blame something else, blame something, not the real problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to think of the positives and yeah, yeah. like reminisce on that and and emphasize again, like what are those things that mm-hmm. like are great? And I'm wondering what like other people think is um, some of those positives. Why would you recommend video games to anyone? Um, I've been actually, well, actually, I'll say one more thing. It they're great in work environments too. I recently, I don't think I mentioned it last week, um, I've been testing with a few colleagues of mine at work um, that, that are in similar, like, nerdy interests, um, this game called Artemis. I don't know if I mentioned it before. It's like a spinoff of Star Trek mm-hmm. where you're, like, a bridge of a, of a spaceship. And I wanted to, like, make this a team-building exercise. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. I saw, you, I saw your Instagram pictures on it, yeah. So, like... Um, I had it with several devices. I had tablets, phones, computer, <laughs> everything, and I was just like, "All right, one of you, I, your roles are designated. Go." And like seeing them, it's sort of like D and D, but at the same time, they were like, "All right, Captain would be like, oh shit, I'm not doing this right. I gotta make sure I give you the command. I gotta make sure to tell you to tell like that person can't tell that person what to do." Oh wow! So like they w- well, one of them was like, "Hey, engines, do this," and then the engines guy was like, "Captain, do you want me to?" do that order or, and it's like oh shit like i didn't even think of that yeah. it's like you got to realize like the team structure and i'm hoping out of that comes like they all came out of like that was a lot of fun i'm like that's great i'm happy i also want to learn if i can take people that don't play video games right and make this alert like take a group of coworkers and be like you guys can maybe try learning techniques or things about each other to be a better communicating mm-hmm. team and so i'm like there's op- and i was re- like in looking into this i was like does any like I can't be the first to do this. So I started looking up like team building in the work environment in video games. And there's a guy, I think, in Ohio or somewhere in the Midwest, I think. He's got a whole website of like all the things he's learned doing things of like mixers and team builders. He's like, it's good to have some competitive games. And this is what it brings out. And it's good to have these kinds of games. This is what it does. And it's like how to utilize games and what it does to the psychology of in the work and in uh, applying it to the work environment. I'm like, 
there's a lot that I could like that. It, that no one's not many people are tapping into. Like not even in an office mode, just anywhere. Like, just don't ever use Mario Party as a team over there. <laughs> or overcooked. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Those don't build teams; they destroy teams. <laughs> they break them down. Re- reorganization, the guys. <laughs> yeah, I, that was the only. Other yeah, that's good. That's good. You guys want to so, go into what we've done? Yeah, where have you guys been up to? So I watched. I think no, never mind. You recently, I already watched. I already mentioned that I watched. Uh, I saw uh, Hobbs and Shaw. That's the new thing I saw. Uh, really good. Like I mean, I went in that movie expecting action, and I saw action, and that's what I wanted, dude. So there's <laughs> there's such a weird scene. There's a scene where he is shirtless. Oh yeah, Vin Diesel. <laughs> no, 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 Vin Diesel. Uh, sorry, um, uh, The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> no, no, Vin Diesel. No, 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 no. So The Rock, he's he, he comes out shirtless, and I'm like, okay. I mean, I understand when he's the, doing the haka. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then there's a scene where he just randomly like is running, puts on his shirt, and all of a sudden he's just like, I was like, this is. He, he has one of his bro- ladies. <laughs> one of the b- buddies tosses him a shirt, and he's like running. I'm like. Is that necessary? Yeah. I mean, it's better than just all of a sudden him having a shirt on, but it was just such a, like. It was weird. You're concentrating on one thing, dude. Why are you, why are you so worried about the shirt at this moment? But it's, it's so funny to Too me. Too much vitamin D, bro. <laughs> He's got skin problems. So there was that. And then um, I think last time we talked about the, it was ending the, uh, the voucher thing. I haven't checked if it actually ended, but I ended it up ended. buying it that day. I bought it literally like after I was like, oh shit, eight minutes before midnight. Yeah. Buy. <laughs> so yeah, I bought it. So then I have it on hold, and I'm like, right. I'm waiting for. I think I'm gonna end up just buying Zelda, and then um, Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon, yeah, Pokemon Shield specifically. Did you guys see the new info on it? No, they showed like there in Sun and Moon there was Alolan forms of. Oh yeah, of, yeah, yeah. And there was Alolan forms of prior and Weezing looks like a fucking industrial fucking. Did you see it? Shit. Did you see it? <laughs> it's so ridiculous, dude. Nice, because it's like Dapper. British dapper. But then someone was like, he looks like a bong, like yes. a, a bowl. <laughs> I think of just, yeah, like a nuclear power plant fucking. Well, no, not even that. Like in me. England, they have the stacks. Oh, that's and right. And it's, it's literally that. Yeah. Um, so Hobbs and Shaw, in the Fast and Furious franchise, because mm-hmm. I saw it as well, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But <laughs> I, I again, I knew what I was going into. It is very much what the trailer shows. Like I'm it's the black Superman. Dude. <laughs> I loved Idris Elba. <laughs> he like for me like I wanted more. Did you watch um, the uh, the Hot Ones interview with him? No, it's really good. Yeah, I recommend it. Okay, I gotta watch that. And then there's w- the most recent one with uh, Kristen Bell. Yeah, and she kills it, dude. Holy crap! She doesn't it's isn't affected beautiful. by this shit. Oh, nice. Not affected by any of this shit. But okay. um, but yeah, yeah so Idris Elba is so such a cool dude. He's good. Dwayne is good. Like I'm not the biggest rock actor fan. Like he's all right. It's like hit or miss for me, uh, but I bet he never miss. Um, <laughs> Jason Statham though was very entertaining for me. And then With the surprise guests. And then there's some surprise guests <laughs> that people who do watch it will be, I think, thoroughly happy. Um, I would. No, I'm not gonna say anything. Um, I did also know that the director. I didn't notice going in, but the director did the John one of the John Wick movies. Oh shit! One of the one of the first two, at, at least. I don't know if he did both. He did the Deadpool movies, I think. Tim Miller? Or, no, it's not Tim Miller. Maybe it was the. Well, did he? Did Tim Miller do the second Deadpool? He, I think he only did the first. One. Okay, it's the second. I think the second one. And he did something else. 
that was also like crazy action and R-rated. And I was like, I can see where where this oh, a, a the action and B the humor kind of all kind of nice came together. Um, yeah, I just it was by far the most bonkers of anything related to Fast and Furious. <laughs> like it was crazy, but yeah, I yeah. just want to chime in. I didn't realize how long it was. When I look, I read up on the runtime, it was like two hours and twenty five minutes. See, but wow. this didn't feel like it compared to like it did not. <laughs> What's the funny? But <laughs> when I think about it, like if I were to rewatch it, I think I would. feel Yeah, like yeah, definitely. Which because is, I think I'm I, I don't have experience with that because I generally don't rewatch, re-watch. movies. I so I, I do. don't ever really. I don't do it really as much, but it. yeah, yeah. I'm like I could see stuff getting cut out. Like in hindsight, I'm like that w- that was it. Yeah, whatever. But the yeah. whole shirt putting on and didn't yeah. it. <laughs> they were trying to get Jason Momoa, and he wanted to be a part of this. Schedule conflicts happen, so if it gets another one, I bet money. <laughs> is that a wrestler in it? Roman he, Reigns. Yeah, he's in it. Yeah, yeah, because he's in a commercial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he. I think. I mean, I'm not sure, but he might have been the role they were going to go for Momoa. But he, he did. He did all right. He got some screen time. Oh yeah. What well, did you do? Anything else? Um, I'd say. I mean, I, I watched like an extra episode of. Uh, Evangelion? Uh, yeah, Evangelion. But I'll probably end up watching it before we do the next one. And okay. Congratulations. Talk about it. But uh, yeah, that's all. That's all I've done. Um, Maybe up to Jane. Okay. Because I played a shit ton of games. You did? <laughs> Near, man. Where are you at? Done. I'm just. I think I should just progress in the you main should. story because the side story is just killing me. You shouldn't You're focus on this. I think you've done there. No, there is one side story, but you're still on your first playthrough. Yes. Okay. Damn. There is one side story I want you to play, but it, it's pretty. I don't think it's a side story. It's. It's just say what who who initiates it. It's that you fought. It's a boss. It's that one with the oh. the theater. Okay. I haven't done. I think you you it's re, it's required. So maybe it's not a side. Mission. It is required because like one of the playthroughs you go to that area. Like yeah. The, yeah. Okay, they're, never mind. Their area. Just play through the main game. Don't worry about the side stories. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just gonna play through the main story. I think you're uh, not, yeah. it's got plenty enough in the main game to like chew on. Like, I think when you start going back to the main story, you're gonna like re love the game again. Mm. So yeah. yeah, I think so too. But where are you at with it? Like, so basically, the main story part, the worms. The city has a crater. Mm-hmm. Like, and then the aliens are here, and then there's worms, and I haven't gone to investigate the crater. Okay. So that's pretty much towards it's like, yeah, it's, it's not tra- it, scratching the surface. It's so. towards the end of that first playthrough, I would really? say. Really? Yeah. I think. None Or maybe? Dun, 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 dun. dun yeah, okay, dun. so what's weird is like, you know, there's a side quest where I had to kill other my type of robots. I would go to the area and I can't fucking find them. I'm just like, there's a red circle and I'm like, where is this guy? I think it's like a mountain, right? Like there's like a, like, a higher there's level. There's a few points like that. It was annoying. Yeah. There was one point with like a castle that I was like, "What the fuck? And, uh, Where do I go?" I fought this dude. He's like a master. He like, I don't know. He's on a roof, and you fight. He upgrades ten levels every time you fight him. So, Master yeah. Servo, that's his name. Oh yeah, Master Servo. He kind of teaches you. Um, master Servo. Yeah. Every time you beat him, he requires something, and then he gives you stuff. Yeah. And uh, sounds funny. so. I'm at level seventeen. I fought him at level 40, and it took me 30 minutes to beat him. And then now he's at level 50. I'm at such a low level, I can't even I initiate the fight. I progress the main story. I can't, I can't initiate the fight. Like, 
I don't know where you are actually in the main story because there's the thing is like again like you, there's so many playthroughs where I forget if this is like uh, from the first playthrough yeah, from the last yeah. playthrough so I can't I'm really. Care, say. I'm trying to worry. What yeah, I yeah. There's you're worried about what you can you, you can say and you can't say. Are you enjoying it? Outside I mean, of the side quest thing, I barely did side quests, so okay. I mean I'm not enjoying the side quests. Okay. That's don't do the side quests. Just just continue okay. the main story. I'm gonna continue and um. I played Bloodborne, got back into it. The Gentleman's Run, Threaded Cane, and it is fucking hard. What is the Gentleman's Run? So, like, I'm for those dressed that are not really there. dapper, like the but that shit gives you no fucking okay. armor with a top hat. And there's a cane that turns into a whip. Okay, it's a shitty ass weapon. Okay, and I want to beat the game with that weapon, and it's <laughs> fucking hard. It's an actual challenge, but it's other not people? a challenge. I mean. Oh, you're I'm doing it. I'm challenge. just doing a challenge. Not, oh, okay. not an in-game challenge, but it's like a community. Well, like, I know people in Pokemon do like Nuzlocke challenge, mm-hmm. where it's like a set rule of something. Yeah. This isn't a set rule of something. You're just no. putting this. Okay. Yeah, cool. And the reason why I'm justifying it is people have beat this game with fists only. So I'm like... Slappers. <laughs> I, can, I, can, okay. I can use a cane. Okay. Uh, went back to... So a while back, remember I had trouble with my Nintendo Switch? It wouldn't hold a charge. Yeah. So I read something somewhere. That your AC adapter sometimes has this fail-safe device where it's, if you leave it charged in, it'll stop working. So you have to like unplug it for five minutes, and then when you plug it back in, it'll work. So I read it and read it, and and so that's so I bought a new charger, and then for some strange reason I was like, let me charge use the old charger, and it worked. And I was like, what the fuck? I don't know why it worked. It happened again this past week because so, I was playing the messenger, and I wanted to play it again the next day, and it wouldn't charge. The dock wouldn't work. I was like, what the heck? And I read in Reddit that you got to unplug yeah. it for five minutes. And it worked? Yeah. Weird. I, um, you remember Lexi? Uh, the, that weekend, the Cindy, she uh, messaged me the, night, the following time and she's like, her, her thing wasn't charging or whatever. And I wonder if it's the same thing. Hmm. Um, he, or she took it to a neighbor's, used the, their cord and it worked, but hers wasn't working. Hmm. So I wonder if she leaves a connect, disconnected for like, over five minutes it'll start working again yeah so i played the, the messenger's fucking hard dude what, i totally the, forgot the sound how in the hard water? it was because i've been playing hard games like crazy and then i'm like messenger oh i did everything in it i went back to it it's fucking hard there's dlc right yeah i'm, at, I'm on the dlc it's fucking hard so <laughs> i had to re-beat the boss again which is fucking annoying just the last boss right yeah i mean getting to the boss is annoying the boss isn't hard but getting to him was fucking annoying and I played it and it's cool. Yeah, I mean, what I read is they plan on doing two more DLCs depending on how well the sales do in this game. I don't know if it's doing well or. I think it is. Okay. I don't know. I haven't so seen any updates. Two more free DLCs. Oh, wow. So if this sells well. Okay. But they might do like a definitive edition too. Mm. I can see them doing that like a physical. Well, right now, I think like at least on Nintendo. Uh, Switch. If you f- go to the store page, they sell it as like a, a dual combo for twenty oh, bucks. So it's like okay. you get the messenger and the DLC or whatever. Okay. So the fucking shock. He's <laughs> the best. They're good. I, I'm curious what they do after mm-hmm. either additional whatever they do additional with messenger or, or what new IP they yeah. decided to do. It's multiverse. That DLC is multiverse. So it's not a spoiler. They tell you it's multiverse. <laughs> Um, can't america's butt dude rewatch evangelion the ending part up to the last angel to the end and watched end of ava all over again and 
without spoiling it, TV series ending is better than end of Ava. I, I don't like. Is ending. that what end of Ava was supposed to be? Was like a redoing of the ending? It's to explain it because without going into it, yeah, yeah, dude, the ending is weird. It is weird. Yeah, it, it is, is fucking weird. weird so it's, very weird. it's near Automata weird. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Actually, I was randomly in my, my playlist played uh, the song from uh, um, Near? Ghost in a Shell. Uh-oh. And I was like, Near? <laughs> I'm like, no, this isn't Near. This is Ghost. I'm like, I'm mixing up my at, like crazy sci-fi anime. <laughs> and then. Oh, you, so you when was the last time you did watch Evangelion? Prior to this. A long time ago? 2005 probably that was 14 years how did it hit you then and as compared to now like did you enjoy it or did we just i understand it it a lot more i think i didn't like it when i first watched it okay being a little older watching it i'm like i can appreciate it okay for what it is like yeah i could appreciate it a lot more um congratulations <laughs> didn't watch anything else. Um, wait, was Evil this mm-hmm. past? Oh, I watched e- some of Evil. I watched like Tekken, Soul Calibur, the ending of Soul Calibur, uh, the last match for Smash. The, I didn't watch Street Fighter. I don't know. Street Fighter just not entertaining anyone. I think for me the biggest thing because I was watching Evil as well. I didn't get as many like Tekken had it. But I noticed its absence in Street Fighter, the personalities. Like, mm. I had no idea of the stories of the rivalries and stuff. I think Sonic Fox and um, Goishi, they had a rivalry, and that, mm. car- that like, elevates it and makes it more interesting. And then, yeah, the, um, the guy, the Pakistani player oh, yeah. from Tekken, and, like, his comeuppance. And I was like, this is what, like, I mean, the games are, ch- are great to watch just on a, on a blank canvas, but, like, Having these individuals, like the heart of it, is what I think takes it to a higher level and like makes you care about. And I'm just gonna bring something up real quick. I feel like that's what like the the America's Got Talent or, or like the those those shows. It, the they judges? always pick yeah they, no they always pick like a person in line and they With explain a good story. yeah they explain their story. And you're just like oh and they, you start rooting for this person sure. and like and they're up next I mean, oh so and he's like you're not going that through. Pakistani like, oh. guy almost never made it to Evo. They yeah. had to work on his visa. Yeah. I think I remember this uh, yeah. story. It yeah. was a challenge just to come. And like, I, from what I understood, the the area and he, he is, there's no community. Yeah. There's no there's nowhere <laughs> to like... train by himself. Yeah. Like. And it's like, man, this guy was determined and he fucking rose. Rose. <laughs> um, yeah, Smash, no surprise. MK Leo. Uh, Dragon Ball was exciting and Tekken was exciting. Um... And then on last Thursday, I met Hartman, Nicholas Winding Ref. How'd that go? Oh, man, dude. So so there was also a comedian there. If you see him, he's on Veep. He's a bald dude, white guy. He has like, not not the, not Tony Hill, but he has like, a, he, he, he has a bald patch like and he has hair. <laughs> young, young, maybe like 30s. He has a gap tooth. You know, you'll, you'll know him if. I'm going to look at him. Keep talking. Um, he was the moderator. Um, Nicholas came in later, so it was Ed Brubaker. They were just talking. So Ed Brubaker and Nicholas worked on a show called Too Old to Die Young. So that's when they brought out Nicholas, and that guy is. I'm much love to Nicholas. 
douche. <laughs> douche. Like, and you, what's funny is because, like, they're talking. Matt like, Walsh? No, 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 no. It's like J. It starts with the J. Um, they were talking and uh, he was like, you know, I know I'm egotistical, but I mean, he admitted it. So I was like, yeah. okay. Um, I found out that he doesn't watch movies. He doesn't really? watch TV shows. They, Ed Brubaker forced him to watch Atlanta. That's funny. They were like, you have to watch Atlanta because we want... JP Mena? No, no. Um, and what did he say about Atlanta? He he liked it because it's different. Yeah. Um, it's, huh. um, Jonathan Hattery? This guy? No, no. He's like you. You you'll you'll. He writes comic book. He won't run one comic book. Um, <laughs> that narrows uh, it down for you. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll find him. But um, yeah, dude. So when Nicholas came in, he came in halfway through the 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 talk. Like you could tell he didn't want to be there. Like really? body language. Checked his phone. <laughs> I mean, this dude came in with sunglasses inside an event. I was he like, was okay. Hung over. He was just like, all right, I'm ready to bounce. And <laughs> When the event was preparing to sign uh, for signing, like usually, like everyone kind of just chills. Even if pe- you're not the like main dude, you kind of chill. He got up, and I was like, "Fuck, he's fucking leaving." <laughs> Walked up, got my drive signed, and uh, I talked to him. I was like, oh. "Did anyone else do what you did?" Yeah, 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 yeah. People followed. Me. He's like, and "Fuck." It's good that I had a sharpie because I was like thinking, I was thinking in my head, "Dude, worst case scenario, I should always have a sharpie." And uh, people were using my Sharpie to get yep. their things signed. That, happen, that like, happened to me when I the first <laughs> time I met kind of funny. I brought my PS Vita. I was like, and I knew like at Sharpie. I was like, oh, I'll have one. He's like, this is black. Do you have like a, a silver? Does anyone have a silver? I was like, I got you. Yeah. And I got one. And then other people were like, I don't have a Sharpie. And then I was like, here, you guys can borrow. I was like, Greg, take it. You guys use it. He's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Sign it and I'll take it back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's good. You came prepared. And it's funny because I I asked him a question, but I knew the answer to it. He only watches YouTube videos. So I asked him like cuz in the trailer for Hartman for Death Stranding, he can only watch he only, he survives 20 minutes at a time, dies for 3 minutes, comes back to life 20 minutes, dies for 3 minutes. So his whole library of books, movies, music are 20 minute increments. And so I asked him, "What would you have in your library?" Where you could just consume 21 minutes. He's like, oh, I only watch YouTube videos. <laughs> I would have been like, what's a 21 minute fucking YouTube video? <laughs> I was like, nani? Nani? This guy's like a acclaimed director and just watches YouTube videos. I was like, okay. Pretty cool. So case He's like, right. YouTube rent this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's that was supposed to be my topic this week, but it'll be my topic next week. Uh what would you have in your library if you can consume media for 21 minutes? Porn. <laughs> but wouldn't I be able to like Spoilers. read 20 minutes, 21 minutes worth of it, like I die, th- come can, back and read the rest of it? But I think it's it? just annoying, dude. Yeah. I think it's just super annoying. I think he lived his life where he just wants... I'm not a fast reader, dude. I'm like half a Well, comic. I know. I think books are the worst. But he had books in his... Uh, the, yeah. the Hartman had books in his thing, but I think it's the worst to have. So, <laughs> that's it. Nice. Been a lot of like shows and movies for me. I watched uh I watch? I watched Evangelion. And finished it. Yeah, finished it. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> I I love the animation. I like this is the first time I'm not in a fucking joke and I don't understand you guys. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> um I love the animation. And the one thing I'll say about end of Evangelion, the animation was really good. Like it was already good, and it like 
they did stuff to it that was like really fluid and stuff. This guy. Oh, that guy. <laughs> He's always on Comedy Central, like on something. <laughs> He's, I know. He's, he is He's too. in Veep, right? <laughs> I don't he think... Said, they said he was in Veep. So. He might have been a little bit. I don't think he's like a prominent... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, okay. <laughs> he's... So, yeah, he's... <laughs> anyway, so Evangelion. Yeah, that... It was... Just the the dynamics between the characters was really interesting. Like, between Shinji and the other pilots, between the pilots and the, the, the staff of at Nerve. Yeah, they, Nerve. They always said it weird. It's like, Nerve. <laughs> just, like, to, just to add... Rewatch the ending in the movie. I'm still confused. I ca- I cannot explain this plot to you. I cannot explain the plot. I kind of loosely know, but I get it wrong. It's fine. Things. Don't because I need to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm still digesting that uh, that as well. But I like that it's like how it is. So I, it was a satisfying watch altogether. Um. I love the Avas. I love the idea of the angels and all the everything that they show in the in the, in the world. The AT field, and was yeah. it something ter- I, absolute terror field? I smart, so smart. That name is smart. I just love the tech, like the emergency protocols. Like uh, watching uh, Shin Godzilla, he very much draws from what he did with Evangelion because everything was like protocol five canceled this priority this it's like that's what that's how shin godzilla was which was like shit monster i'm like we've never faced this before but we have protocols <laughs> and it's like and you hear like all the emergency sounds the doo, doo, or whatever <laughs> yeah. i yeah i would love to see evangelion cross uh um uh, godzilla anyway so i watched that then i saw once upon a time in hollywood what did you think it was it's like it was there were things i enjoyed but the longer it went, the less I remembered those things. So can I explain it? Uh, the thing that we kept... Spoilers like, for anyone up. watching. We're going to talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So I was saying that there's a scene where the scent driver goes to the ranch. Yes, I know. And um, without context, I still feel like that was a nerve-wracking. But I feel like with context, I would have it would have been even more nerve-wracking. And the context is, in reality... There was a dead stuntman driver found at the ranch. Okay. So I, then I don't think that did anything for me. Well, knowing oh, that, wow. you'd watch this scene, you'd be like, "This motherfucker's gonna fucking die." He's gonna be that guy. Yeah, he he's gonna be that fucking guy. Yeah. That's, That's what I think. The thing watch for me, the thing no for me, Sharon Tate murders, please, before you watch the movie. <laughs> I, even with that, like, I kept thinking about that after. I was like, had I known those elements and why is Sharon Tate? Why are we spending any time with this person? And all these things. And I knew Charlie Manson had something to do with that. I was like, okay. I have just suspicions. But I'm like, when is it going to get to anything focused on that? And I'm like, <laughs> I have to constantly remind myself. This is a Tarantino movie. This is a Tarantino movie. But then two and a half hours go by. I'm like, is this still a Tarantino movie? <laughs> I don't Is this a Netflix show? Like The, the runtime was where I think he has... If there's anything... Like everything, I'm like, he hasn't changed his writing. He hasn't changed how the actors act. What has changed? And to me, my humble opinion is that the runtime for Hateful Eight and for this are both significantly longer than any of his other movies. And I think that has a negative impact yeah. on the experience. Maybe not for all. I know you, you guys had a more positive experience than me. But like, if there's anything to take anyone out, I think that is something that if you're not ready for... like, If I was watching this at home, 
I think it'd be like if it was a four episode like Netflix thing or something. I think it would be way easier to digest. I like, wouldn't finish it. <laughs> I, I want to add something because <laughs> yeah. I couldn't talk no, about no, it last yeah, time. Yeah, one perfect shot. Which what, shot? I think this is the be- best shot thing that I've seen in film is when he's talking to the the girl in the ranch. If you noticed, normally like a a, a film angle is like this. Uh, Dakota Fanning. Oh, inside yeah, the, inside the, the house? through the screen door. Yeah. Oh, they the open screen. the screen okay, door okay, and they're yeah. talking. There's there's this fucking smart shot. Normally, when you film, it's normal like this. When he filmed that shot, when they're talking back and forth, it's skewed. So it gave this like real. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, something. I and I knew the fucking feeling. Okay. Yeah. Something bad is gonna happen. It's like shot like this, and I'm just like. <sighs> I never felt that tense in in, in Glorious Bastards, the beginning, that the milk thing. Yeah. So I just, this guy's dead, dude. I was like, this dude is dead. I just think the way he played everything of like the crowd drawing, then going away and you're like, oh shit. Like, I am almost more scared with them not there yeah. than with them like, I know where they exactly. are. And yeah, I mean, I, like, I think the other expectation was he has a um a penance for like excessive violence and it seemed like much more re- like refined and and drawn short but it, when it came it came and i love that part <laughs> i wanted more of that i yeah. guess but uh, the other side i'll say i want to know like you were saying jang last week about Brad Pitt's performance can you elaborate more on that just like some examples or some elements that like stood out to you uh- it was fucking amazing. I mean, like what Leo's, about it? Was Leo's performance was cool too, but I don't know. It was just like really, this dude is like fucking like loyal and just like is it like her memory that ride. it showed? Yeah, down to ride. Okay. Because for me, I was thinking of like, I don't know, his acting, and less less about like what his character, what the actions of the character were. And I thought like to me, like it didn't. It was good. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't like. I kept. You weren't the only one. I heard several people like, "Oh my God, Brad's performing Brad." And I was like, "He's good. I'm not knocking it." But like, I thought DiCaprio as Rick Dalton, like Rick fucking Dalton, like his his like, it went down to not just like him playing an actor, playing an act like acting scenes. It like when he had his like, like oh, his you're fucking idiot. No, no, not even that. Like when he was meeting Al Pacino and his like eyes are like oh, twitching cool. and his like he has a little bit of a stutter. And then like he's nervous, and then he's like more relaxed, and then he's like he's playing cool on the on the commercial, and then when the camera's off, like he's just like shaking it. I was like, he's fucking like off the Richter Scott. Like to me, that was I would I could watch uh, two and a half hours of just all hey, of his I'm auditions. A, his, his character, dude, <laughs> Brad. Brad, it's just like the epitome of coolness. Everything that he did in that film, like fix a damn tire. It's like, I think as a character, I he would, had moments. To me, that was like more moments than yeah. it was like. Like, I don't know. I think as a character... um, It didn't resonate as much with me. For me, Brad Pitt was very very enticing. Um, But yeah, as an actor, it was was Rick Rick Dalton for me. Or essentially Leonardo DiCaprio. Because he did a great job showing the fact that, like, as an... As the actor, as as playing someone, he's he's, he's the person that you want to see as an actor. But then in his real life form, within that movie... He's very nervous. He's nerve wracked because he's like, I'm past my peak. Like, I think I'm like, no longer famous, and it shows it. Like, the only other actor that I that I can think of in recent years that has done sort of what what Leo did was James Franco, where he's playing someone who has to then play someone. Yeah, and like 
that mind space, I'm like, how do you get like you're playing two people in a fucking show? You gotta play someone that like then they have to play someone a different way, yeah. and they have their flaws and in discrepancies and like making it feel genuine. And, I was like, and there's this, there's something like impressive about in this that. movie. He played like three, possibly even four characters. Like he oh played, the the role. I love the fucking Nazi one. <laughs> <laughs> he played three so, characters. Uh, he played Dalton. Yeah. He played. A, a specific character that Dalton always plays, oh, uh, the, like in the, the westerns, one? yeah. And then he played the 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 new character that the, like the the, the hippie, uh, the the, what, the villain guy, the, the, the villain heel. guy. Yeah, that that was a completely different person from the the, the other heavy. two actors that he is. Um, he so I was like, several this guy, more. yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, yeah. But those were a lot smaller. The, but the those bigger, are the major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, those are the bigger ones. I um, did love. I, I gotta say, just them together, their chemistry was fantastic. I, I love the Great Escape story. Oh about, yeah! Did you get that? What happened to you? You didn't get that role, and it shows him fucking filming it. You got probably got fired, dude. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, dude! Fucking Steve McQueen, oh, the actor. <laughs> I was like, I was tripping out. That guy's a piece of shit, though. In really? real life, yeah, Steve McQueen. What? Why? He domestic abuse. Oh, like, I didn't know that. So there's a scene in the Getaway Damn. where he would he, he hits a girl, hit her in. That real was life. real. That was real. It wasn't acting, and he was a a wife abuser. And Damn. Well, fuck. You're like, I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it was an kind, experience. I kind like, of like was kind of trippy. It's good that they got rid of him. Mm-hmm. No Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein Company. It yeah. was weird. I was like, this is weird. Yeah. Like, seeing the Quentin Tarantino. The city you guys mentioned, I really felt like they really changed how everything looked. And it, I was thinking, I'm like, I wonder how much they even did in some areas. Like when they were just pulling apart. Yeah. I'm like, it probably was just like the subtlest things, but yeah. it was the right things. It's like that was cool, but like. Again, all of this, like, I'm sitting on and marinating on and remembering now. But, like, during it, it was just, yeah. I was like. You're like, this is kind of long. Like, this is. Yeah. Also, it, how Leo kills the last person. Like, uh, I don't know how Hobbs and Shaw kill or defeat. I, I just, I want things to be unpredictable and a cool way to kill the last boss. The way Leo did it, I did that not expect it. beautiful. I did not expect it. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. Because, like, they set it up. It was like. I know. <laughs> Oh, it's my hot. my friend it's told me flamethrower. my friend told me earlier when because he w- had, was paying more attention he's like yeah. if you notice in the tool shed when they go into it earlier for the the stuff it's there mm. and I'm like oh cool <laughs> but yeah I good casting too I thought everyone did a great um, okay so I saw that then immediately after I watched Hobbs and Shaw I think. For what I was expecting and what I got, that one was more. I mean, it was easier because yeah. I feel like there's. It's just like yeah. fucking deliver action. But did Idris Elba die in a cool way or is no. Like, eh. no? They they do some one trick pony like like video game thing. It's like, what's this Zelda boss mechanic? Oh, that do that four times. Like I was like, what? I don't know that. that kind <laughs> I of didn't bu- see it that way, but I see what you're saying now that, yeah, now okay. that you mention it. <laughs> but. Throughout the film, I thought he had some good screen time. He had it wasn't just like one line, one line kind of like monotone. He had a personality a bit. Um, there are some surprises um, in terms of people that come into the movie. Um, I heard that there were people talking about like the the retconning or the continuity of like Shaw, Jason Statham's character, and what he has already. He, they're trying to portray him in this like positive light, but it's like he kills the Fast and Furious franchise. He's the person responsible for Han um, passing yeah. in the films. And it's like, 
are we just going to forget that? It's like I hope they address it. And I think some of them were saying it is going to like it is going to be a topic of like going on in future films, whether it be this or other things. But it's I mean, fun. They do bring up the topic like he does understand that he's done very yeah, very right. bad things. But like, I'm wondering if they'll go into more. I, I remember people were saying like it's just easy to ignore. I'm like ah, I think he got mentioned. Maybe it's just not up front. But it was fun. It was a good time. Um, so I watched that. Then I watched The Boys. The whole thing? All of it. It's six? Eight. Okay. Easy. It is good. Real good. I, Preacher? I haven't watched all of Preacher, but so I far, know yes. where Preacher is at now. I think the my challenge for Preacher, and I think yours was, it was the same thing, I want to just power through season one. Because season one is like the slow... It's like... Not even the the comic. It's mm-hmm. like they're doing prequel stuff. But I, I know I've kind of been keeping tabs on the show and they do go into the other stuff that is in the comics. I'm like, I want That's that. And I just want to get to that because I like Gar- the the stories that they draw from are from the same writer, Garth Ennis. I feel like they don't mention... There's a cool issue where they talk about John, uh, Jesse's dad. You're talking about Preacher. Yeah. There's like the Vietnam, the how he got the lighter. Fuck communism. Sure. Which is in Why the Last Man? Ooh. It's in Why the Last Man. I mean, it's not going to be as good as the comic. I know that. But I appreciate, like, at least for the boys, the the concept I think is great at this day and age with, like, we're getting more of the disturbed weird stuff. And, like, they, the, I've never seen so many warnings on a, like, this show contains. Oh, wow. My fr- one of my friends was describing it to me before I started watching. They're like, I saw a warning on there that I'm like, sh- I shouldn't like that warning is making me warned. <laughs> like, it's like, and then like I, Katie and I were like, she was kind of curious. I was like, all right, let's watch it. And I knew going in what I was getting into. And within five minutes, she's like, I don't know if I should be watching this anymore. <laughs> and then like 10 more minutes passed by. She's like, ah, I don't want to watch this anymore. And then like, she's like, finish the episode. And she's like, yeah, I don't want to watch this anymore. I'm like, all right. But then she's like, what happened? What happened? It, it is graphic. And more, and not just visually, but like the ideas they present of like what's fucked up. If you're not familiar with the comic, it is a very fucked up world. It's essentially imagine like Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, that kind of like superpowered team and world that no. we live in. But these superheroes have a lot of collateral. Like they'll randomly accidentally do something, and it's like, holy fuck, that's like you just ruined an individual's life or a family's life or mm-hmm. whoever. And there's like they're just like eh whatever and like that kind of gets brushed under the rug and that's the world this is like a, set like in. a small concept would be like in most comic books Superman will like throw a fucking car at someone but in this concept there's people in that car and he still throws it sure. and everyone in that car fucking does. or like the the car hits the villain and that villain gets thrown into like a building and a building kills, and just murders everyone in that building because yeah. he just landed yeah. in there. Okay. It's like all those buildings that are empty in all these movies, yeah. they're not empty anymore. <laughs> but then they also have like fucked up personality quirks. Yeah. Like some have like addictions, others have like kinks, and others have like other shit. And it's like, whoa. Like thinking about like these things that are not new, but like thinking about them in the context of the superhero stuff, it's like, oh, that's weird now because it's not just normal. Well, what's funny is like, you know, just because someone has a superpower doesn't mean that they're immune to these type of things like being addicted to a drug, being addicted. Yeah. So that's like, that's such a cool thing to think and about. And they, I feel like they flesh it out. They don't just like, oh, it's this, this. Because like some people are like, 
womanizers and they go they don't just like make him a womanizer it's like no there's there's more to it and then it's not not to say it's sympathetic towards yeah. it but like there's there's levels of like where that goes to and what that individual is like and i'm surprised what they did with some of the characters damn the cast was great there's like a lot of unknowns but carl urban's like the main noticeable one as uh and they did a good job within those eight episodes yeah i mean it it ends more way too much on a cliffhanger in my opinion like i honestly was like wait is there another episode and it's like what Uh, (laughs) That's okay. it. <laughs> but as a show, I was like, I was entertaining. Yeah. Um, but they are set for another season. So I wonder if it'll get a longer season if this was a pilot season or not. But Garth Ennis is a good writer. Yeah. Damn good. The source material, like if you like like what I was saying with Preacher, it's so Preacher's so good, the comic. The boys comic goes into much more of all this. This kinda like shortens a lot of things and kind of combines, but um yeah, it was a good show. If nice. if you're able to handle a lot of that stuff. Um then it might be worth trying. And if you're in the right mindset for it. Like, watch the Red Band trailer for a proper under... Like, that is what you're going to be getting. <laughs> um, so that, I did that. And then... I haven't played... I mean, all these fucking shows and movies, I don't think I've... I've been taking a little bit of a Destiny break. Um, and all all the games. I'm playing Pokemon a, Go. You're still trying to get the any... Uh, more of the... Um, it's Triumphs? Yeah, the Triumphs? Or now you're just... I have one more. But this is the one that. This is the raid. I've I've done all the other stuff. This complete. This also like once you complete this, it gives you that that other the triumph. The seal. Yeah. Okay. I just need to do a raid, and I'm gonna. I'm not gonna try and do it on like a regular day. One of my days off, I'm gonna be like. Did you Did you see the the like that glitch that they had where you can punch bosses to death? It's like, not a glitch. That's that's. Or I guess not a glitch. Like, like one of the buffs they did has made it so that this one combination of like build. With a with an arms uh, on a hunter uh, on a on a hunter class with a certain um, gauntlet yeah and a certain class you can essentially like like with Punch. a group of people that are doing it it's yeah. like one second to kill a boss by yourself now though it's made so many things soloable if you're like anything soloable with this ability just like <laughs> I think the concept is the 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 that glove or gauntlet that you wear. It's supposed to allow, like, after a certain kill, you get, like, it does, like, four times damage. Yeah, or it does, like, a ton ridiculous. more damage. But if you do, like, a certain step before that, it, adds it, stays, it stays active or something oh, yeah, like that. Yeah. And so every punch is just the fucking four times damage. And so you're just beating the shit. <laughs> and so uh, hunters, I think, have one of the faster uh, melee. Or Maybe. I guess I they're all know. kind of the same cooldown. But, yeah. Is I've seen it. I I don't do it, but I was. I'm like I need to focus on some other stuff. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, before I forget, I've read. I finished Dune. I mean, you can leave him there. You can leave him there. I just. Oh, I forgot to bring it up last. What the fuck? <laughs> um, I finished reading Dune Messiah, the second in the the Dune series. Really trippy stuff. Love love the franchise. I'm eager to start Children of Dune. Children of Man. Yeah. Um, when did he stop writing the books? What year? When? Which book? Six. He did six books, and then um, he stopped. And he had, uh, sometime after that, I think passed. And his son has continued writing in the world and done other books. I'm not as interested in. I was reading synopsis just to be like, what is it even about? And it's not anything I'm curious about. I've heard that after the third one in this, there's a big like jump of like change of characters, and some people find that too jarring. But I'm still willing. I'm like, 
I like his writing that I'm wanting to see where it takes it. But it's like really meta. It's like it primed me for Evangelion, I think, with like the abstract, like heavy stuff that it handles, like <laughs> larger. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. And then I started reading the Witcher books. Um, the first one is a series of short stories. Mm. And it's very interesting. Like, I'm putting myself now in the framework. Like, Witcher stories, at least these short ones, are very much like Hellboy stories. Okay. Where it's like he's taking folklore and putting a spin on it. So, like, two instances. One is... Oh. <laughs> Nurse Manhattan. TOS. <laughs> um... One of the stories, he goes and he's he finds a cabin in the woods, or a large estate, and it, there's a large bear-like creature that lives there with fangs and stuff. He's like, are you come to kill me? He's like, no. And he's like talking all kindly to him and stuff. He's like, well, then I invite you into my home. And he brings him in, and everything's moving on its own. He's like, what the fuck? And then the he talks to this creature, and he's like, you aren't a beast. Like you're you're there's there's something about you. You you aren't a monster. You were a human, and he's like, "You're right." I, and he goes into it, and he's like, "I was turned into a beast." It's Beauty and the Beast. Oh. <laughs> he gets he was turned into a beast, but for other reasons. He was in this family. His family was a gang, and they did shitty stuff. And he never did it. And then he ended up having to start doing it, and he did it to the wrong person. They cursed him, and he's lived here. And now the thing is, merchants come up, and they're like, "Hey, like help me somehow." He's like, "What?" He's like, "All right, make you deal. Give me your daughter for a year." Because I'm just lonely. Like, right. not for sex. Like, I want company. He's, yeah. he's like, trying to be nice. I just want someone to talk to, mm -hmm. and it's lonely. And so he's like, as long as they can stay with me for one year, I'll take care of them. I'll treat them well. I'll give them back to you in a year, and you can have all this gold. And so he's done this, like, for seven years to all these different merchants. The last one was um, someone he they've kind of had a, a better connection. And then she went back, and... Which the witch is like, that's why I'm here. She's gone missing. Oh, and I want to know what. And he's like, there was one night I told her never the wood like this world is fantasy. And yeah. shit. She's like, never go out. And she went out and she was, turns into a vampire. Mm. And like something happens where love is involved and he makes a decision based on love and the, yeah. the curse. It's like, oh, OK, this is the, the, the through lines are there. Um. I don't know if you've played the games. There's DLC content. Yeah. One of them revolves around the, uh, I think, the the prince and the um, the frog prince, I think. Um, and and that, like, so I guess you, you meet, like, a creature that's a frog and he ends up being the prince or whatever. Oh. Um, and that's within the game. So, like, hmm. it has... And when I heard that, because I, I remember I gifted that specific one uh, DLC to Roberto because he was a huge fan of the series. Um, and uh, the the DLC had just come out. So I got it for him and he was explaining to me. I'm like, that's fucking sick. Like, I didn't realize that they like did a, like a, did, a certain take. I'm on really this. curious what other ones they do. Cause yeah. some of them are original stories. Some of them are, I'm like, what is this from? Cause the other one is snow white and the seven dwarves. She's like, she was a princess. Her mother was killed. And like this wizard's like, she's a monster. Like she's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. And, and then you confront her and she's like, no, I'm, I mean, he made me a monster yeah. because I had to like, I was a homeless person I had to like sleep with people. I had to kill people. I had to do fucked up shit, and that's why the only reason I'm alive still. And these dwarves like gave me a home. They were actually kind of nice. And you're like, <laughs> oh, I know what story this is. And, and then it's like complex. And you're like, oh shit, both sides have some point. 
I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I feel like there's a dialogue tree, like paragraph. But I, I like that when they do like a, a, a take on a on a on a you know story like that and twist it to what. Yeah, the, the no, it's really interesting. Like. I'm curious how like the because the other novels are bigger and around the same, um, but they're like one story. Yeah. I'm curious what those stories are, like because his writing seems very well lent to short stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, I'm really liking them so far. So that was the final thing I just wanted to touch on because I forgot. Speaking about The Witcher, I bought it. For fifteen bucks, add it to the pile of games you never play. Hey, we buy games, we don't play them. PlayStation Summer Sale going on right now. We buy books, we don't read them. Our catchphrases. Uh, where can people find guests? Congratulations. <laughs> oh, bad timing. <laughs> they can find me at the Fulio everywhere, but not really. At the last bosses everywhere. Actually, your prime. You can find us all at the weekly DLC. And let us know what you think of uh, some of these topics we talked about. We had, we had some very interesting stuff, some very ethically, you know, questioning stuff, and then just some positive vibes. So let us know. We'd love to hear from you. We always are here. So hit us up. And until next time, we'll DLC you later. Later.